Welcome back to What's Up Universe. This is MK here, and I'm here with the fabulous Jen. Yes. Hi, guys. How are we? I think we're doing pretty good. You and I were talking about how Fridays were usually just so done, but then mm. I get an extra wind when we record the podcast. How's your week been? It was long. Yeah. It's been a long last two weeks. Getting back into the groove since Christmas is, is always a tough one. You just want to crawl in bed. <laughs> Absolutely. And we've had a lot of changes recently because we rebranded and this is our first podcast, not as What's Up Grimes, but as What's Up Universe. And I think we should talk a little bit about it and not just provide people with a short video clip and a, and a short blurb. So why don't we talk about it? Let's get into it. Let's go back to the start of my memes page because that's how you and I met. Mm -hmm. This was about three years ago. I started my memes page. Uh, I was at the end of my grad school program and I was studying for licensing exams at the time and there was a deficit of Grimes memes pages. So I decided to start one and then all of a sudden it blew up really in the course of about three months. My page blew up. I thought I would only have five followers and then it was like doubling, tripling, quadrupling every single day. Then you and I met because you had attended one of my lives, if I'm not mistaken. That's right. Mm -hmm. It was the the Met Gala look. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's such a good one. So that was kind of at the height of the Grimes community because she had just done Met Gala and the community was really vibrant and alive. And it was fun to meme and it was fun to be a part of the community and the fan pages knew each other and were friends. Then you and I started talking more in DMs mm -hmm. and becoming friends. And the joke is recently that you're very patient and it takes me a minute to like, come around to do things <laughs> and you just wait because I know you'll get there you know as I've gotten older I don't want to pressure anybody to do anything you know I gotta let people come to the conclusions on their own you know yeah. I think it comes with being a mom like that kind of patience I didn't have that before <laughs> it definitely came with parenting can we back up a little bit from when you were in grad school like what year was that that you found Grimes and why memeing? Good question because I never made a meme in my life. So it was after COVID and the way my degree works is you have to do a clinical internship year and it's hell. And so I'm a therapist and you're learning how to be a therapist and how to sit with people's pain all day long and it's like exercising a muscle. You have to get good at it over time and the first probably year is really painful. And so I love memes pages. Like, who doesn't love memes pages? Mm -hmm. And I was watching Grimes' interview, the one where she's talking about her food. <laughs> what she eats in a day. Yeah, what she eats in a day. And I was listening to her quotes, and I remember thinking to myself, there has to be an amazing memes page out there that memes this stuff because it's so funny. So I, I searched it on Instagram and on Twitter, and there were a couple that had like 500 followers, but they were either dead or they weren't that funny and they were dying anyway. Mm -hmm. So then I was like, I'll figure out how to make a meme. So I Googled like softwares to use to make memes. And that's how I started it. So you said you were quadrupling in followers over the course of three months. Like in the three month time frame, how many followers did you get to? I was probably up to 2K at that point. And what really kickstarted it was other fan pages would share my stuff. And then Claire shared two of my memes. And when those went up, one was a um, need to know music video 
meme that I had made. You know, she shares it to your story and the people immediately come to your page through the story. I started getting an influx of followers through that. What did it feel like to have her share your meme? I can tell you exactly where I was when I found out she shared the first one. So I was on a walk. I had finished school and I went out on a walk and my DMs were blowing up. Like people like co- were constantly DMing me. And it was like, congratulations, Jen. That's so exciting. Have you seen this? Like screenshots. It was like, it, it, you couldn't believe it almost. Because you never think that the person that you idolize is going to see the thing you made for them. Yeah. And then the second one that she shared, I was asleep throughout the night. She shared it like 3 a.m. Because that's very her, right? And I <laughs> woke up to all those DMs. And that was one of the best wake-ups ever. If you have like 50 DMs of congratulations, that's so exciting. She shared your meme, that kind of thing. Wow. So that was awesome at the time and that got me rolling and then I decided to start lives because nobody else was doing those either. And at the time, the person that I was collabing with had mentioned a podcast to me that there wasn't a Grimes podcast at the time. And Grimes was very active on her Discord metaverse server and was on TikTok. And at the time I did my usual gen thing where I'm like, eh, not right now. Like, I'll wait, I'll wait, I'll wait, I'll wait, which thank God I did Mm -hmm. because you initially started out on my life streams Mm -hmm. before I ask you about my live streams I should say that the reason why I wanted you on my live streams I think it was really difficult to find another grown adult lady who was one my age and two shared very similar values as me and was mature Mm -hmm. and And silly and silly (laughs) so I felt comfortable and and intelligent so I felt really comfortable with that mixture of like, this is a person I really want on my live streams. And then we became friends through that. So do you remember the the first live stream we did together? What was that like for you? Cause you hadn't done one of those before. No. And I think we did the interview first. Cause you were like, I need to make sure she's not crazy. <laughs> yeah. I interviewed you cause I was doing interviews at the time. Yes. So we did an interview first and then I was on a live either with Casper or her. <laughs> But it was so nerve wracking. I'd never obviously done that before. I was relatively new to Instagram. I, you know, I was new to that since COVID. I found Grimes and was like, I'm going to follow all the Grimes stuff. And that's how I found your page. And I remember distinctly, I was at work and I was just taking a break and, you know, looking through Instagram and I saw that you were live. It was during the day you were talking about and breaking down all of Grimes's looks. And I could just, I was like, this girl is going to be my best friend. I just, I know it. I'm manifesting it. And I followed your page every day and every live since. And I've always wanted to do a podcast. Finding you was, you know, the friend that I've always, I've been waiting for, I think my whole life. That sounds really cheesy, but it's true. You have to find your tribe. And sometimes it takes many, many years to find the right kind of people that you click with. And that's Jen and I in a nutshell. Definitely. And I also remember that one of the first lives that you were on with me, we were doing something with Victor and Casper where we were talking about Grimes looks. We have a meeting before we do the live and MK shows up with a PowerPoint, (laughs) which I thought was great because at the time when I was planning these lives, I was burning out actually at the time on my memes page because I was doing everything and I was looking for a creative partner at the time. And so I was like planning the lives. I had all the information in front of me and people who joined my lives on camera, their job was really just to sit there and riff with me. Right. Yeah. But that was exhausting for me at the time. And to see somebody show up and be prepared with something 
was like the beginning that I didn't know yet, but the beginning of, okay, we're going to do something later and we're going to have a project later. That is so funny that you mentioned that because I was like, I need to make this PowerPoint perfect because I want to show her that I can bring it. And I brought my grown adult business lady hat to the meeting. And it was it was fun to do a PowerPoint about Grimes and finally find a community, you know, to talk to about Grimes and and have friendships develop from that. I've just I've never met an online group of people that are so warm and loving and accepting. So it, you know, her community is pretty sweet. You and I connected at a time where I had not realized that you could make really close online friends that feel just like real life friends. Yeah. And I think that's because of the technology that we have allows you to feel like just as connected. So a lot of times when you and I are in messaging, I mean, we're voice messaging throughout the day sometimes. Like I was at work today and I was in a break. I was taking a potty break and definitely talking to MK on my phone and voice messages. But I had made friends previously to you in the Grimes community and they became so tight to me and I'm still close with a lot of them. I didn't realize friendships could feel that intimate online. Did you? No. And I've never experienced that before. You know, even with friends that you keep in touch with long distance, don't even feel how our relationship feels. It feels like a vibrant, growing part of my life every day. I talk about you constantly with my family. You know, they know who you are. Yes. <laughs> it's just nice to have. If you're having a crummy day and then I see a message from you and it's hilarious, it changes everything. Just having tight relationships and, and intimacy with people that you can trust and, and be your true self with, there's nothing better. And one of the podcasts that you and I are planning to record next week is about adult friendships. And one yeah. of the things I plan to talk about on that podcast is emotional safety. And I was thinking about it again today. So MK and I are business partners on top of friends. And that means that sometimes things don't go perfectly and we mm -hmm. miscommunicate on stuff. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that is the most valuable to me about this friendship is that even when we've miscommunicated or somebody is not happy about something, I feel totally emotionally safe that you're not going to come after me. Mm -hmm. And that we can both be honest and actually hear where the other person's coming from versus F you, I'm right. And I don't think I've ever had a relationship with anybody this emotionally safe, like maybe yeah. aside from my husband, to be honest, we trust each other and we're grown adults, right? If we made a mistake, accountability is everything. Yeah. And owning up to that and just saying, look, this was my fault. Uh, your feelings are valid. Yes. Like, Gaslighting with friendships is everywhere. What are you winning? Even mm -hmm. if you are right, it's mm -hmm. resentment from the other person not acknowledging your feelings. Yes. And the reason why I thought about it today is because with couples counseling, one of the things that we teach couples to do is always assume the best, that the other person had the best intentions. And I mm -hmm. realized that I think that way and I feel that way towards you. It's really hard to find somebody who's not a therapist who feels the same way and can give that back in a relationship. So whenever you and I have had moments that are not perfect, I always know you were assuming the best, like you were doing the best you could. You did not have any malintent. And I feel the same way back from you that you knew I wasn't out to hurt you or try to do something that was going to get you. It was right. just, I messed up because I'm a human. And finding our footing with the podcast too has been like opening the communication and being open to any kind of feedback and just listening to each other. 
that's something that I really have always needed to work on is just listening, right? And this has taught me more than anything how to just sit back, listen, even with guests, just sit back and listen and think about what you want to say, being mindful about what you want to say instead of just bleh. Yes. And what you guys don't see behind the scenes is MK and I prepare extensively before we have guests on. And it's not just us sitting there off the cuff and coming up with these questions. They're very planned and we usually communicate with each other in chat. We have very shorthand that looks really rude if you were to read it without (laughs) knowing. It's just like, go, you next, done. Like, okay. That's us communicating with one another about when to go and when to sit back and be quiet and when it's the other person's turn. And if you don't have the right person on a podcast, I don't know how anybody makes this work with a team member that they don't 100% trust and love, not just yeah. like. You have to have that trust in each other that, again, you have the best interest for each other, but also where each of you falls into place with this. Because we can't, I can't be everything and Jen can't be everything. We complete it together and tackle each episode sometimes differently, depending on who the artist is, what it's about. Sometimes we come up with questions off the fly, you know, we'll be like, I have one, Mm -hmm. you know, in the chat. And then we, we have at it. It's, it's become a real good process and we've learned how to lean on each other a lot in the guest ones. I've missed doing the one-on-ones though. Yeah, we got really busy with guests and then we got really busy with life. But that actually Mm -hmm. takes me back. The teamwork conversation takes me back to when you and I were getting close, you were on my live streams. And at the time, what you didn't know, because I'm very guarded in general. And now I'm on a podcast. so I'm just gonna talk about my stuff. (laughs) I was burning out hardcore on the memes page, not from necessarily the memes, but some stuff that happened personally and some stuff that happened on the memes page because relationships are messy, right? Mm -hmm. I'd gone through some personal tragedy stuff. And I canceled some of my live streams. I was done. And you had approached me about a podcast. And I I remember reading the message. This was like probably a year ago. I don't remember this at all. (laughs) You messaged me just, you were very careful. You were just like, hey, what do you think about a podcast? You ever thought about a Grimes podcast? And I, at the time, was like, I'm not doing that. It's really scary to me to do anything new because I know I'm going to suck at it the first time. Yeah. And I'm really not good in general in my personal life about doing stuff that feels very vulnerable where people are going to watch me fail at something a couple times. Mm-hmm. So I didn't want to do it. <laughs> well, you put a lot of time and effort to perfecting things, right? Like mm-hmm. your memes. You have a system with that. You would schedule it. You had mm-hmm. a whole procedure with your memes page and how to maintain it. When you venture into new uncharted territory, it's hard to prepare as much. You have to learn by doing. And to trust somebody else was beyond me. So back when I was at the height of memeing in the Grimes community, I was memeing at like five in the morning. So I was waking up in the morning, seeing what Grimes did the day before because she would post on Twitter at 2 a.m. I'm asleep at 2 a.m. I'm a grown adult lady. <laughs> and I would meme and then work out and get ready and go to work and then post them throughout the day, the ones I had made that morning. And I was keeping that up for a time. But I'm a very independent worker I don't like teamwork. Well, you're good at it, (laughs) at least with me. Because I found the right person. Yeah. So you know what it's like, MK, when you're in college and they do group assignments? Mm. Always got screwed over. I was always the one that had to pick up the slack. I don't like working with teams. I like to do it all myself. Yeah. Unfortunately, my job, I have to balance both. 
independent work and teamwork. So it's difficult in certain situations because you have to just trust people that you wouldn't normally trust things with. You can delegate things to them. Will it get done? I don't know. I'm not them. I, you have zero control on how they're going to react or even perform. So I found myself a lot in, in similar situations where you end up just getting it done because it has to get done. But you're still put in those situations consistently because you need to build the team and make sure they can communicate. But you can only do so much with certain personalities. Exactly. And I think I've also grown as a person through you and I not seeing eye to eye at times or mm -hmm. me messing up at times because in self-reflection, realizing how type A and how controlling I can be, not on purpose, but because I want everything to be a very specific way because I did it with my memes page. Mm -hmm. And to have another partner on board who you trust 100%, but in the beginning you're trying to figure out if you can trust them 100%. Right was really tough for me. But from day one, one of the things I noticed was that you would one, show up when you said you were gonna show up. And we've had to make some cancellations, both you and I've had to make cancellations, but there's a lot of advance notice. Mm -hmm. And we prioritize this above other things. Mm -hmm. And not only did you show up, but you advocated for yourself about like, I want to start doing these things. We split up the work on the podcast. Initially, I thought I was gonna have to do it all because that was you're used to doing that with the memes yeah. That's and, and other things in your life. I mean, your job, you do a lot of independent work. So you have just grown and come to realize that you got to rely on yourself to get things done. And, you know, that's not the case with everything. No. And when we started the podcast, I think I haven't actually talked to you one-on-one -on -one about this. We might as well do it on a podcast. <laughs> when you started, it had to have been so tough because you have somebody who already had a platform, even though I was only at what, like 4,500 followers. It's not like I had hundreds of thousands, yeah. right? But you yeah. started with somebody who had a platform mm -hmm. and then to try and create your own voice, which you have done, took a lot of self-advocacy. What was that like when you first started? I actually kind of clung to it like a security blanket a little bit at first because I was like, okay, she has a following so I can like just take her lead and see where this goes. And then over time, over doing it and having experiences, I realized where I kind of fit into it. And and the challenge is obviously like, should I maintain my own page to keep the podcast relevant? And it's, it's tough, you know? I have to make audibles. Like what's more important, posting a selfie or providing more content to the podcast? I feel kind of torn with that still, but I think I've... You know, you're excellent at interviewing and I've taken your lead and learned a lot from you on how you do things and just bring my own personality and spin to it. You know, I guess that's how I've gotten to where I am. Yeah. And you and I just naturally split up 50-50 of the work. So there was just naturally stuff that we found somebody was better at something at, or I prefer to do the research part on the research podcast. So it's like, okay, we'll let Jen do this. And then you ended up learning a lot about social media Mm -hmm. to run our social media pages, which was a brand new world for you. Yeah, I think that's where I felt the most pressure just because you were so regimented with your schedule, how you posted, how you made things look. And it just, it comes so easily to you. But you've taken the time to like teach me because I ask, you know, I know to ask and you say, hey, let's let's go over this. What Whatever shortcomings we each individually think we have, 
we're perfectly comfortable at this point sharing that to try to figure out a plan. Yes. And I feel totally comfortable saying to you, I'm having a bad day or I'm in a bad mood. So Mm -hmm. thus, whatever I'm about to say is going to come out weird, or I'm going to say something that probably comes across very terse, not to MK personally, but about whatever subject matter we're talking about, just being Mm -hmm. able to be honest with one another about it's a bad day, not having a good time or I'm burnout. We've learned to voice that. I'm, I just don't want to do it today, whatever it is. Yeah. Circling back on burnout. When was the first time you experienced burnout with your memes page? At the time I was collaborating with the Artnet Discord server, which is now the Encore Discord server. And they were hosting these really great shows, virtual shows. And I was hosting those at the time, which was great. And I became more interested in doing that and making friends through that, which then led to me doing the podcast because they really supported me doing that and encouraged me to do that. And I learned that I could host well. So, you know, and, but I was, I was doing that on top of the memes page And as with any community, things get messy. Mm -hmm. So there were some fan pages that were messy and created a lot of drama who were in their teens, right? And I'm an adult. (laughs) Weird. And I started feeling burnout then. And then when we were doing the lives, having to do all the work myself and working on Discord and my personal life was just too much. And so there were times when I probably should have just shut down the memes page, but I should shout out certain people that have been there for me and have told me it's okay to step back. So I would reach out to Jack, Casper, and Erica specifically, who always to this day remind me it's okay to take a step back, to not log on for a couple days, to deactivate your profile for a little bit, because I have done that before and recently have done that. There's a lot that happens behind the scenes that you, of course, know about. Yeah, but I I have no idea what, I mean, especially when we were full on with the podcast, you had the memes page consistently going and your personal life, your work, et cetera. That's a lot. Yes. So you and I started the podcast. We showed up and it took us 40 minutes to get on Zoom or we were on Zoom, but like microphones failed. Oh, yes. Everything has failed at one Every, point. Literally. Everything has failed us. MK is using my mic right now. I shipped mm-hmm. it to her. I bedazzled it. <laughs> She's stuck with it because it's, it's perfect. <laughs> I look back at our old podcast and they're almost unwatchable to me. Have you tried to watch one? Oh, yeah. How about the one like, I don't know if it was the first one or not, but I'm like very close up and I'm like, where am I? Am I sitting? Am I standing? Like, what am I doing? <laughs> we ramble. We're like talking over one another. Our <laughs> audio sucks. We've come a long way in the five and a half months we've been doing this. Yeah. And so we started in August and it it was all brand new. And so what I'm talking about now is the fear that I had about being vulnerable and knowing that you're going to suck at something the first couple times. And it actually doesn't Mm -hmm. feel as bad as I thought it would looking back on our old, old podcast. Like I cringe at them, but in a loving way. Yeah. It's more like aesthetics than our relationship. Like it's like, well, that post wasn't as great as it could have been or why was I wearing just a regular t-shirt and just regular makeup and it we we've kind of developed our aesthetic and how we want things to look and that came with Grimes but it's obviously going beyond that at this point and it was a risk for both of us of Mm -hmm. hey I want to dress up this way and I want to wear cool makeup wearing colored lipstick was something I always wanted to do, but I felt was very cringe because I was in my 30s. During COVID, I think I went a little 
not wackadoodle, but I, mean, I was home all the time. I was working from home. I didn't have to go into an office. I was like, let me just start playing with my hair. And I would dye my hair fun colors. It was orange because I bleached it. It was like orange for like six weeks. <laughs> but I, I did it all myself. I put pink and purple and all sorts of stuff in there. And I found grimes. I just, I felt like I went through almost a personal renaissance during that time. And it made me realize that it doesn't matter what age you are. You can rock blue lipstick, purple lipstick. You can rock it. You can, you can be whoever you want to be. I, I mean, the hair still, like I've had the purple in my hair at work and everyone's like, it looks great. And I'm like, mm -hmm. I still have that feeling that it's not professional because mm -hmm. that's just how my brain has been hardwired. But everybody's okay with it and it's cool. Yes. But I still feel that pressure to look very straight laced and polished. And that's just how the corporate world is. Yes. So we went through that period and then you and I started figuring out how to like get guests involved. And so I said this to Lance Victor Moore last time we had him on because we've had him on twice. He was one of the first ones that gave us a chance. Mm-hmm who had a lot of followers and was a big deal in LA and gave us a chance when we probably only had three, four episodes. Yeah, we didn't have much at And Z's Louise gave oh, us a chance. Yes. That was a great episode. She was really fun to talk to. Mm -hmm. Really open and, and really actually, her and Lance's podcast were the ones where we were like, Shh. we already had felt at that moment, should we expand? should we be talking to behind the scenes people? Cause it really was like illuminating and enlightened us. And it was really great people, you know? And they're like, it's kind of a small community when you think about it, everybody kind of knows each other and they're all the behind the scenes artists, creators, advocates, and just giving them a platform to get to talk about what they do and hear about what they do. I mean, it's a pleasure. It was great. And that all came from, we were trying to find guests that worked with Grimes and we understood that the major ones probably would not talk to us and they don't talk to us, which is okay. No. Yeah. So if you guys could see our organization charts, MK and I reach out to, we should really number this, probably a hundred people at this point. Mm-hmm. Give or take. Yeah. G give or take. So we went through Grimes Instagram. We went through her Twitter and anybody she mentioned, we have reached out to in one way or the other. And the majority of them ignore us, which is fine. It's what I, I think I expected. Mm -hmm. And only one's been rude to us, as you recall. <laughs> yes. Rudely denied is how we marked it. That's how sheet. I marked it. Because we mm -hmm. keep up with who said what to us or like yes. if they told us, hey, check back in, in a little while. We have a whole system on a, on a Google Drive sheet. Mm-hmm. And this person was a jeweler and their exact words to us were, it's not that big of a deal. I've only made like two pieces for her. And I was like, oh, <laughs> okay, next. <laughs> <laughs> so that's how we started. And I was always waiting on book one to drop because mm -hmm. in my brain, I'm like, oh, Claire will come back to social media. She'll get back on TikTok eventually. Um, it'll be like it was when you and I met when the fandom was exploding before she went quiet again. And so we'll have all this content. So in the meantime, I felt like I was just trying to reach out to as many guests as possible to get people on to fill the space before Grimes came back. Did you feel that way? I mean, I thought we were going to get this spring 2022 and then it didn't happen. We kept seeing DJ sets randomly and then she would post photo shoots. So you're like, oh, it's coming because they look yeah. like they're associated with book one. And then as the year went on and it was almost at the one year mark since 
the Shinigami Eyes and Player of Games video came out. It's just... And there was no communication about it. And so even yeah. stuff like she would put stuff on her Twitter about book one soon. And then that got removed out of her bio. And there was just a lot of moving the goalpost, it felt like. Yeah. I loved what you and I were doing, but I was discouraged because I'm like, how long do we keep this up and realize that Grimes isn't coming back? And that was really tough, not just for podcasting purposes, but on my memes page. Honestly, MK, I'm a very creative person with my comedy, but there's only so many DJ sets you can meme yeah. before it's like, this is really boring. <laughs> like, I got nothing else. Even though her shows are really awesome and I would totally go to one like with the background graphics and just how she's dressed and her whole aesthetic. But I mean, if she's keeping quiet and only dropping like a few photo shoots here and there and then random events she'll go to, there's not much to, to get out of that. There was nothing to get out of that. You realized it long before I did. When did you realize, hey, we probably should branch out? Probably around thanksgiving of last year i thought about it after we had had podcasts where she virtually wasn't talked about in them and we always you know made an effort to to tie everything back to grimes and sometimes it just couldn't be done and it felt natural to just go along with it anyways and i kept listening to that gut feeling and realized we'd probably be better off if we expanded and just continued to interview the same type of people, just not necessarily tied to Grimes. And I remember you bringing it up to me and you would bring it up occasionally and we would have a discussion about how we probably need to branch out. Logically, I agreed with that. Emotionally, I was like, no, book one will drop any day and then she'll come back and she'll be on social media again and we'll have all this new stuff to go off of but what you and I kept talking about over and over again was we don't say this rudely, but it looked like over time Grimes was becoming irrelevant because she wanted to be. She is definitely quieter. And I think what really did it, we we knew we wanted to expand, but didn't have a timeline, right? Yeah. It was like a long-term plan. But the recent tweet where she was like, I'm not 100% in on this. Yep. Music is a side quest. And just to clarify, like she was there to clarify why there's been a delay. And it's yes. because it's not her main priority. And I don't want to give the spotlight to somebody that A, doesn't want it. And B, is is trying to tell us, you know, she's not pursuing this as her number one trade anymore. Yes. It felt like she was kindly trying to say, I don't want to do this anymore. So the tweet reads, this is January 4th. I know book one is so late. Reason is minor legal stuff, but more so fame and notoriety is a unique hell. Not to say life isn't blessed and my God, 10 times better. I'm the luckiest girl on earth, but do I want the attention an album brings? A hundred percent no, with all due respect. She then goes on to say, of course, I'll still release book one and more. I owe y'all. The artist's life is blessed and I take that seriously. But my fam, best friends and babies get dragged in no matter what I do. The narrative doesn't belong to me. My friends, fam, are my whole life. This is their battle, too. And to me, that just sounded like I want out. For the sake of the people around me, my kids, but also I think it should be for her own sake. She's trying to protect her family, right, and her friends. But at the same time, I think she really is protecting herself. And that's okay. Yeah. Do you think she owes us anything? No, not at all. So you and I read that, and this came after 
Columbia had taken her off their website. So the fans started speculating something's up. Columbia is no longer featuring her on the website. It looks like they're no longer working together anymore. And then the Grimes subreddit had been shifting over the last four months where people started hating her on the subreddit. And so it just felt like the tide was shifting and you and I had discussed that we both felt really uncomfortable keeping her name tied to this when she clearly felt traumatized and depressed. And we just felt uncomfortable morally with that. Correct. It's unfortunate. We love her. We still will talk about her like we are right now, but it's not going to be the central focus of the podcast anymore. We're open. We've opened it up to any and all topics and, and really it's been a relief because of that, because we would have to arrange and, you know, create these podcast themes and base it all around one person. Now we don't, now we have the freedom to talk about whatever we want. Yes. And when you and I were trying to make this choice, we had on Lance the second time and we'd stopped recording and Lance was like, Hey, just a piece of advice. It would be good if you changed the podcast title and made it something about behind the scenes artists because there's not a podcast like that that exists. And you and I are both like, thank you so much because that's the direction we thought we needed to go in anyway. Yeah. Yeah. It was nice to hear it from somebody that is also a, you know, a professional artist giving advice to us and confirming how we already felt. To reiterate, we've never been a gossip podcast and that's never been our intention to ever talk smack on Grimes, her family, her friends, Elon. We're fans. That's how we want to continue this, just being fans and meeting people and hearing about their experiences and learning along the way. Yes. So about the same time that all this was going down, you and I felt really emotional about this too, because Linda was coming on the podcast, which was our very last What's Up Grimes podcast before changing the title. And looking back and reflecting back on her Art Angels days was very emotional for both of us. Yes. I'm like trying not to cry right now. That era, that era going back to COVID. I know a lot of people like got into Miss A during the COVID era, but that album and just those shows, like the festival shows, which Linda talked about, like everything she said is like how it made me feel too. So that podcast in particular was extremely emotional for me because those were my first passionate clips that I saw of Grimes and I was like yeah she's awesome and I'm into this and I want to hear more and when you first get into something that you really like you find a new thing that's my favorite feeling like find something new you get to learn all about it there's a whole discography you can discover there's songs on Halfaxa that came up on my Spotify the other day and I was like okay that I really never got into before so it's it's, it's kind of never-ending with Grimes. No, and at the time a couple weeks ago, it felt like the fandom was dying, and there is still a piece of that, mainly because Grimes herself is no longer active. Yeah. So what was happening on my end was I had been friends with so many people through my memes page who ran other fan accounts, or some of Claire's team members had been very, very kind to me over the last couple of months, and it felt like all of that was just gone. Over the last two months, that I, you know, because I've talked to you about it for probably two months. Yeah, yeah. And so I went through a really difficult time probably two weeks ago where everything was adding up at once. Hormones. I had changed jobs. And so I'm, I was trying to figure out how to run my own business. And then there was nothing to meme. And none of the fan pages were around anymore. 
there's just a lot of DMs about what was going on and the Grimes subreddit was in shambles and I just kind of fell apart and deactivated the memes page again, which I've only ever done that one other time. And I don't know if I'll ever talk about publicly why that happened, but you know why I deactivated the first time. And I deactivated the second time because I just, I was just so done and I, I created my own personal page so I didn't have to be tied to the memes page anymore. And then deactivated and talked to you about it a lot. cried in your DMs and one of my besties, Bella, made a comment that really hit home for me. She said, oh, no, the memes page is just in hibernation. I was like, yeah, like, it's not gone. That's how I feel about it, because that was how I met you. And I don't even think about that, like, Grimes. You know, yeah. that that is your page. And you drew all of these people to you because you're funny, you're intelligent, you love Grimes, and we all do too. And you curated this group of people that are just here for you and love you and support you and support each other. And you've set the tone for that. And that means so much. Like It's become very important to me in the last couple of years to realize when you need to say enough's enough and just kind of move forward with something else. Because otherwise, if you're hanging on to something so tightly, it's kind of a disaster. It's like a train wreck. Yeah. People that hang on to something for too long. And I'm not saying the memes page won't ever come back, but Claire's not around. I don't want to be memeing somebody who is in pain right now. You and I talked about it a lot last week, what I should do with it. Cause I really just wanted to be done and like delete the whole thing and be done, delete forever. You helped me decide to leave it up. And then I made like a final TikTok about like, there's, there's nothing to post <laughs> so that people wouldn't DM me anymore and be like, where, where are you? Well, there's, what do you want me to meme? Yeah. That was tough. So I want to share something with you that I was not going to tell you. Oh, no. I have collected some videos from people that love you. Oh, no. And I want to add it to this podcast. I'm going to cry. Did you really? I didn't think about it until we've been talking that, like, I want people. I don't want it to just be for you. I want everyone to see how much people love you. This is my Christmas gift to you. That makes it's taken me so forever. Much... <laughs> Best Christmas gift ever. I just feel like you've needed to know and I was I've been like trying not to tell you for weeks now. <laughs> Thank you for doing that. You need to hear and everyone else needs to hear how much you mean to everyone. Honestly, like you've changed my life. You've changed so many other people's lives. Oh no. Watch us cry together. Yeah. <laughs> oh no. I love you. I, love I you want too. you to see how much people really care about you. And the page being in hibernation, it's fine because you're not going anywhere. You're here on the podcast. And sometimes you get 10 messages from one person in a day. And that's because you're that person that they feel safe with right? They feel safe coming to you. Maybe there's someone in their family that or friends that they, you know, they just don't trust with it, but they trust you. I think it means so much coming from you too. Cause you know, it's one thing when somebody says something like that to you, but they don't know your like not great side. You know what I mean? When you're like being a bitch yeah. one day and you know, that side of me, like you've seen it plenty of times. Like you are one of the people I don't have to have a filter with. Oh, you're terrifying sometimes. I know. <laughs> I know. We know where that intention and what that's coming from. Like you are a 
type A person and you've had ownership of pretty much everything that you do from your career to your memes page that you really didn't have a collaborative partner. And I'm not trying to be like in, in a lot of female relationships and we'll get into the pot, this, the podcast next week, it's very competitive, oh, right? God. You have to outdo the other person. But I've realized from my friendship with you that that's really never mattered. All that's ever mattered is your love for each other and supporting each other. And like, I'm your hype woman and you're my hype woman. And that's, I just gave myself chills. Oh no. <laughs> you, but that's, I've never had a relationship like that before. And not only do we get to work together, but you're my friend. So we can really truly be honest and authentic with each other, which is a very unique relationship. Thank you. Because I think as a like as a human, that's so important to me. That's not only my career, but as a person. And I never expected what happened with my memes page to to be so personal. Yeah. And make me so many good friends and to know that other people feel that way, even off a memes page, means a lot to me. Jen, I wish I could hug you. <laughs> oh my God. I'm trying to be soft with my talking. You're doing That's good. a note. That's a note that we've had recently where I have to, I have to talk soft. We've gotten a lot of interesting things. <laughs> people say interesting things. I've been told that my eyeliner sucks. <laughs> I look yellow. <laughs> I think we fixed that though. I don't know. It's my foundation. <laughs> Trying to look tan in January. <laughs> Here we are. We're transitioned fully into a new podcast. And it's almost like we're starting over with yeah. more experience, like in a new job. That's exactly how it feels. And it opens us up to so much more. And my secret hope, of course, is that she comes back. She feels better. She gets the help that she needs. I don't know how likely that is. And then you and I go back to not What's Up Grimes. We're still What's Up Universe. But we get to talk about Bitcoin and we get to talk about the new stuff that she releases. I hope she's all right and and gets gets the time to focus on her family and herself. She doesn't owe us anything. She's given us a lot already compared to, you know, what most people contribute to the world. She's given us not just music, not just art, not just hilarious memes, but she's given me the opportunity to meet my best friend. And I'm forever grateful. I didn't know I was going to cry. <laughs> I don't know why I'm laughing. <laughs> You're crying. I'm, I'm laughing. laughing. You know, I still don't feel emotional about my penis page right now, but I do feel emotional about the people I met through the memes page that there is a part of me that thinks that maybe this is it. Like, I am going to yeah. choose to be done with the memes page, not the podcast, and move on to something else, like just podcasting full-time on our thing. Yeah. And so I think that's why I feel so emotional, is it's like, oh, at least I have the people that carried over from that. You met so many people from it, but it's only the beginning. It's only the beginning, and I'm glad that you and I stuck together, because you and I have talked about, there's been moments where if you and I didn't see eye to eye, which normally, when either you or I approach the other one about like, hey, should we do this? The other one's already like, yeah, oh yeah. Mm -hmm. But there have been moments where if we didn't have the same mindset, this wouldn't work. No. Okay, so I grew up in a household where I couldn't really have opinions or my opinions weren't heard. And you can turn out to be one of those people that just talks at people and doesn't listen because you didn't get that 
as a kid, right? You just wanted somebody to listen to you. And I've kind of acted like that a lot of my life where I think I know what's best. I think I know what the best way to do things are. And it's it's pushed people away in my life and I've lost friendships over the years. But I've kind of come into a place recently where I want to listen. I want to grow. I want to to work on personal flaws. And your friendship has given me the opportunity to do things differently. And that's why I think it's been so successful because I will own up to anything that's happened, you know? And, and same for you. I know that we have that emotional trust in each other. And I feel like I can complain to you about something stupid <laughs> and you're not gonna judge me because we're gonna talk it through. When something happens and I feel like uncomfy about something in my life, you are literally the first person I go to if my husband doesn't already hear about it for five hours before that. We had, you know, we came up with so many ideas to try to keep the Grimes chain going. We did. Yeah. <laughs> share. We should definitely share because they're not going to happen anymore. No. So we came up with a list of like ridiculous, like everyday things that Grimes would do, like Grimes grocery shopping or like, I have the list right here. Let me pull it up. Please pull it up. Because we had this whole list and it was incumbent on you and I having money to buy <laughs> like costuming stuff and you and I do not have the money to do it. No. So we didn't end up doing it. And I'm glad we didn't because I think we just would have made fools of ourselves. Like this would have required wigs and scripts and all A sorts lot. of that's the nails for days. You were bordering on possibly being cringe. Like we had to take that risk. It was Yes. Anyway. So it was like Grimes grocery shopping. Grimes goes to the DMV. Grimes says jury duty. Grimes goes to the dry cleaner. And also we realized that if we we're doing these, would we do the lisp? Would we not? Like these would be, how would we be her if we weren't doing the full thing? And it would, you know, we'd need like to hire Turner to do Oh, for our sure. Because <laughs> we could totally afford that. <laughs> I wonder how much Turner costs. Uh, pretty penny. I should make up an email address and email her. <laughs> and just see what her, co her costs are. I think I should make up a fake client. <laughs> watch your email turner yeah, right <laughs> we're coming for you mother turner <laughs> jen you are more of a mother to the community than grimes is currently or that wants to be right so you've offered a safe space for all of these kids you know a lot of them are very young kids maybe they don't have the resources or the people in their everyday lives to lean on like they've leaned on you. And that's something really special. I'm just in awe of everything that you've created and done. And I'm so happy that I met you and you wanted to do this with me. I mean, you're just, you're so impressive. You're a little bit younger than me, but you, you are so mature and have your life together and you you motivate me to do better in my life overall which is unexpected and thank you i would not do this hmm. without you so much so here we are crying <laughs> i think this is just one of our private conversations we're now making public because this is basically yeah. what we talk about yeah privately I, yeah here we are still doing the dang thing. A couple months later, we plan on 
branching out, leaving Claire alone for now, but branching out. If you yeah. want to hear more of us being extremely emotional about friendships, uh, that will come next week. <laughs> bring some tissues. I will definitely bring to I'm not wearing makeup on this next one. Like, are you kidding? That was a shortened version of our podcast history and why we're here. You've seen me now sob openly. What a vibe, MK. It's the new vibe. We're open to anything, right? We're going to cry. We're going to laugh. We're going to not scream. We're going to talk softly. That you don't come for us in our DMs. We appreciate you guys so much. We'll be back soon with more content. Bye. Hey guys, I'm back. I have a copy of the video messages that you guys sent to MK. She compiled them for me and sent them to me in a file. I haven't seen it. I don't know who's on it other than I can guess a couple people that MK knows that I talked to. So this is a total surprise to me and I'm already emotional. So we might as well just go ahead and get into it. Okay. So it's already good because it looks like Jack is first. Oh, Jack, I love you. Jen. My goodness, I do not know where to start, but the first thing I can come up with is just to say thank you. Thank you for being such an amazing friend and friend for life, um, for that matter. Um, thank you for being there for not only myself, but so many other friends in the community. Um, we really couldn't do all this without you. You're literally the glue to the whole family of the Grimes fandom. Um, and yeah, you're literally Queen Mother um or queen mean mother but um yeah no I, I, I got, i've got so much to say but i have to just make it short but sweet but yeah i love you so much and thank you for being such an amazing and supportive friend and i love you dearly and i can't wait to meet you in person have a great one jen you're such a big part oh it's roman i just wanted to say real quick about jack jack and i met because I saw him in comments on other fan pages and i hadn't seen him before he was new to the grimes fandom and got to know him pretty quickly. And I mentioned in the podcast that I had disabled my account um, maybe a year or so ago because something had happened that was very emotional to me and hurt. And Jack was the first person that I went to. So Jack got a lot of crying DMs from me, like voice message DMs from me uh, that night and checked on me throughout the next week to make sure I was okay. And that meant so much to me. Jack is one of my very emotionally safe people. But yes, Roman, I want to hear from you too. To the Grimes community, to the point where you're basically more of a mother figure um, in the Grimes community than Grimes is herself. So, you know, to the Grimesians or whatever they're called, <laughs> you know. Um, Roman, I've recently named us Grimates, not just Grimesians. I've named us Grimates. <laughs> more of a mother to them than she is and not to be offensive but it's true like you know you have the meme page you have the podcast and honestly the amount of artists you're actually getting involved to freely talk about that art more than grimes is <laughs> um it's iconic and like no matter like how involved you are you've definitely contributed a lot so oh it's casper okay okay let me just talk about roman real quick so i met roman on discord initially and they were so sassy to me at first roman i don't know if you remember this you were very sassy to me at first and then i think you came around and we started becoming friends and we owe roman so much because when we started our podcast 
I hate listening to podcasts that don't have soundtracks behind them. It feels kind of uncomfortable, especially with guests on. Just feels like dead silence when people are talking. Roman came through, volunteered without us asking to make a soundtrack for us, made the intro that has Grimes screaming in it, made the soundtrack that you guys hear that sounds like space themed, and then has made several different other variations for us. So Roman made a Halloween track, a Christmas track, and there's another track that says, what's up Grimes, that I've used in fan highlights before. That all came from Roman. So Roman, I owe you so much. And thank you so much for making me a video. I really appreciate that. Casper, I love you. I can't wait to hear what you have to say. I just want to say how much I appreciate you and how much I hope you. You're my sister from the US. Of course, I will visit you. So hopefully, you just mean so much to me. Like, we've been through so much. It's been two years, actually, since we know each other. It's incredible how much we just overcome. We're just like siblings. We're like from one block. Thank you for everything and thank you for making always make sure to help and love. You're incredible and everything you do is just so your hard work is so appreciated by us. You love yourself so much. You've changed my life and I just want to thank you for that. Change my Casper. I'm gonna let you finish, but now I'm emotional. So I met Casper on my page and I remember specifically it was because I had commented on one of Casper's posts that featured Grimes at the time and Casper responded like oh my gosh oh my gosh meme queen it's meme queen um, and I think it was the first time somebody noticed my page you know as like a as like an entity and so Casper would come on my lives because of Casper's comedic responses to things and i still love having casper on my stuff there's more stuff to come with casper super entertaining casper is one of those people who has been there for me when i have felt like i've burnt out um i have frequently dm'd casper and said i need some support i need somebody to tell me to step back and casper will send like a barrage of love my way in voice messages and text messages and reminding me it's okay to step back. It's okay to take a break. Um, so I appreciate you, Casper. I love you too. You're so much better and you always will and always will have a special place in my heart. All the best to you. Always. Hello, Queenie Mother. Charlie? No way! It's time to give out all my love, but I love you. I appreciate everything we do for the Grimes community. Yeah. I appreciate our friendship. I appreciate our interaction. And I am so thankful that you are in my life, that you are in all our lives, that you're here to take care of us, that you're an amazing mother <laughs> to all of us little Grime babies. And yeah, I just wanted to say I appreciate it. Love you. And here's to another year of being crazy. You know what I'm saying? I love charlie so much because if there were two people that could rival me to make grimes memes it would be charlie and selena um who ghostwrites some of my memes for me she is so funny charlie is the energy that this fandom needed and charlie um for personal reasons decided to um kind of put their page on hiatus for a period of time and it was felt not having you around charlie was 
like the energy was decreased. It didn't feel as um, vibrant without you. Also, Charlie's nickname is Gym Sock. I did not give Charlie the nickname Gym Sock. They gave it to themselves because people ask me all the time, why are you calling so many Gym Sock? I didn't give Charlie that name. Um, but their stuff is incredible. Their page is incredible. And the way that they make Queen Mother look, 10 out of 10. Thank you so much for taking the time to uh, send me a message. Charlie, I appreciate you. Why do I look to look like I'm looking at the camera? Bella. Hi. Hey, girl. Hey. Me and the kids are sending you, but they are lots of love and appreciation, especially Tojo, especially when she's upstate. <laughs> and... <laughs> But of course, me too, you know, because there's always so much detail spill and everything. So I'm trying to keep this short, but you know, I can never keep anything short. Like, <laughs> there are voicemails to prove. Anyway, we love you so, so much. I love you too. I'm actually on camera and talking. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you did it. You did it. Even with the shaking and being nervous. I'm so proud of you. Thank you, Bella. I love you too. You are exceptionally important to me. Thank you. Uh, Bye. Hey, Jen. Georgia bless. I love you so much. Not only are you hilarious, beautiful, smart, talented, creative, <laughs> you're also just a really good friend and a great person. And thank you so much for always reaching out to me and checking on me and the girls. You say hi, by the way. Oh, they look so um, cute. Yeah, we really appreciate you. And I love listening to you talk every week on your podcast and hearing your amazing insights. I love you. I love you too, Georgia. Georgia was the first music producer that I met. I would have met Georgia through my Instagram page. And then Georgia got me involved with Artnet's page from what I've heard. Um, and Georgia has provided amazing music, amazing content, and is honestly one of my favorite people to shout out, um, especially when Georgia and Shy work together. I think that's fantastic. Also, Georgia, thank you so much for showing me your belly. Um, for a while there, I was nervous. I'm really glad to see that the girls are doing well. Have your cross stitch ready to go. I just need names once they have popped out of you, and I will send your cross stitch. I'm so excited. Okay, so I've been told that Erica left me a voice message, and so I'm going to listen to you that, and um, that wraps it up. Hi, Jen, and hi, MK. Hi, Erica. So what I love the most about Jen is that she's a great friend, like the best. She's the best human being ever. And what I hate the most about her, I'm kidding, I don't hate anything about her, but I wish she was here, or at least closer, so we could, you know, see each other and hug each other and maybe let Haku and Sarah meet. Anyways, I love you so much, Jen, and bye. I love you too, Erica. So that one means so much to me because Erica hates the way she speaks English and her English is beautiful and perfect and she lives in Italy. And the way I met her is through Discord. I joined the Artnet Discord server and I was meeting staff at the time. And the one person I couldn't figure out who they were was Erica, even though Erica's username was Erica spelled backwards. Um, but I always say that Erica is pure sunshine in my life. Erica has been one of those people that I've leaned on significantly in the fandom to help me out and give me some emotional support. And has also given me really good feedback on the podcast. 
there are certain people that I go to when I know they'll tell me the truth about how something sounds um, and and they will give that to me. And that's difficult to do as a friend. You feel like you're letting a friend down when you tell them the truth about how something sounds or what the content sounded like. And Erica is one of those people that I trust to tell me the truth. So is Bella. Um, and I appreciate you so much, Erica. I know that was really difficult for you to make. Thank you guys so much for helping me feel. Thank you guys so much for helping me feel loved. It's been a difficult last couple weeks and I really appreciate that. And Mary Kate, I love you so much. Your friendship has definitely changed my life and this was the best Christmas gift you could have given me. All right. Hopefully no more crying on the podcast, but no promises. Bye guys.